Odd is Matt Mosley. Alongside Stephen Simcox, we come to you <clears throat> with the power hour, the one o'clock hour, and uh, we are so pleased to, to do it, so pleased to present such a unique uh, intro song written for us by a, a uh, singer-songwriter whose uh, family is undergoing COVID right now, sadly, uh, fighting some COVID, but uh, we appreciate Ronnie and everything he's brought to us. And, uh, Stephen, I mean, I do we dare say, are you almost reluctant to say that we have basketball tonight? I, I mean, I almost hate to even admit such a thing. And I'm talking about men's basketball. The women have just, uh, after they came back from their pause, they've they've rolled. They've done everything. I mean, they have really gotten after it and have been on a run. Dijonay Carrington, the greatest six-woman in the country. Thank you, Dijonay. Thank you for fortifying this team and coming from Stanford and deciding you needed a better education. So coming down here to Baylor University. <laughs> we appreciate that. But, uh, Stephen, we are, we're promised, well, we're promised nothing in life. Uh, but we have some faith that tonight there may be basketball at the Farrell Center. Stephen, do we know if the Iowa State youngsters have made it to town? I mean, I'm praying that they're here, that they're listening to us right now. Hello, Steve Prom. Hello, buddy. How are you doing? It's a rough year for the old Iowa State Cyclones. Steven, sometimes I'll turn on the TV, I'll watch some NBA, and I'll see Tyrese Halliburton for the Sacramento Kings. I'll see Taylor, or what's his name? Taylor Horton something. I Taylor Horton Tucker. Taylor Horton Tucker for the Lakers. I'll see Monte Morris. For the uh, the Denver Nuggets, and I think, man, Iowa State used to be good. These guys used to be really good. And Stephen, I believe they are sitting on two and sixteen right now overall. Prince win zero oh, and thirteen in Big Twelve play. Mm. Meanwhile, the Kansas State youngsters have two conference wins. Stephen, we've seen K State play. Is that the most unlikely team in conference history to have two wins? That's the most. Because I <laughs> yeah, think it's, I was, it's up there. There was a Trent Johnson team at TCU that got a couple Big Twelve wins that didn't make any sense either. But K State is perplexing for sure. Did TCU ever go winless in the Big Twelve? They did in year two of the being in the league. Yep, zero and eighteen. Who was that? Who oversaw that? That was, was Trent. That? Yeah, that was Trent Johnson oh, still. Oh, man. Okay. One of those TCU coaches through there just got fired again by uh, Boston College. I yeah, was Jim Christensen. He he left like after – before they made the move to the Big 12, I think he knew that was going to be a bad situation. <laughs> he he hauled out of there and went to Boston College. Is Okay. Well, went somewhere. I don't know where he went because he somehow got hired. That is crazy that someone hired him. I think it's Jim Christian. Oh man, what a that's a rough that's a rough scene right there. Now, Stephen, um, the Bears are slated to be 
in action this evening. I've already had an invite to watch it with the man who's got the Big 12 Plus Plus uh, connected to his TV, and that would be the greatness of Neighbor Ted. All right, one of the great uh, attorneys in uh, in our great state, and I'm gonna I'm, I I don't know, Stephen. What do you think though? He, I don't think they've had the COVID vaccine over there should i be going into their house what if i distanced with a mask you think that'd be okay <laughs> or you should double mask double mask over there i may do it uh but uh <clears throat> thinking about going over there and uh separating distancing and watching baylor versus Iowa State. i've never looked this forward to a game that should be lopsided Steven, I'm worried about it. I, I mean, Iowa State's played better recently. I thought they gave OU a game. Um, I, I, I think Iowa State is the best 2-16 and 16 team in the country. I really do think this is a – I think it's a scary little game to get going again. And I think the Bears are going to look a little ragged. I think the ball movement, I think the conditioning's going to be a little out of kilter. I, you know, the shooting obviously will probably take a little bit of a, a little bit of a hit. I, I just don't know what to expect, other than the fact, Stephen, that uh, I, I thought Jerome indicated to us, the associate head coach of the Baylor Bears, I thought he kind of indicated to us that um, that maybe, uh, you know, it was this this unpause maybe looked a little bit better than the first time they came back from a pause and that the, it wasn't quite he he described the first time as hilarious and meaning that I think balls were bouncing off of coaches and it was going everywhere it was a bad scene said it wasn't that bad wasn't quite as bad on Sunday all right Bears practiced on the Sabbath had another practice yesterday and that's it all right, that's it. That's all the practice they've had coming into this one against Iowa State. Steve Prom's kids have had a lot more practices, have had a lot more games. Uh, where are we? What will this thing look like? Steven, I've, I think it'll be ragged. I do think the Bears will pull away for about a 16 or 17-point win. Where do you fall in this? I'd agree with that. It's a, by the way, I always forget that Steve Prom's there, and I know he's been there for a while now, but I still remember them with, with Fred Hoiberg, who's now at Nebraska. It just seems like he was going to stay at Iowa State forever before he made the jump to the NBA. But, yeah, I think they win comfortably, and it might be ugly at times. Um, there might be some stretches where the offense looks really inefficient, but I just feel like they're so much better than Iowa State. They're going to win big. They're going to win by double digits. I'll say they win by uh, like between 18 and 20 tonight and maybe it's a, a game for the first half, but then quickly their depth uh, takes over against an Iowa State team who um, has taken some teams to the wire as of late, but still just can't get over the hump and get a victory. Taking them to the wire. I like that. The Cyclones. We'll see what they have. And um, Stephen A., we've got to see if anything else has come out on this. I'll take a peek Although I've been reading, Stephen, this story that includes Jerry Jones, this NFLPA fight. I'm really enjoying all that. But I, uh, this Matt Norlander, who writes for – Stephen, who does he write for? 
He's a college basketball insider type. Um, is it? Uh, I think it's CBS. I'll double check here, though. Is that CBS? CBS okay, Sports, Matt. yep. Okay, CBS Sports. Also the home of Rothstein. Oh, uh, old John Rothstein. He, loves, one of the... he just loves keeping all his tweets in his drafts and just kind of fires them off. Yeah, and also loves loves him some Coach K because he was one of the ones when that Jalen Johnson left Duke here recently. Quitter, quitter. I mean, he was all over him. I mean, just like, quit, kid, quit. Quit on his teams. Like, jeez. Can we opt out? Can we let a kid opt out without just getting in a huge rock fight over it? But, Stephen, this young man, uh, Norlander, I've got him mixed up with somebody. I felt like there was a Norlander who played backup quarterback at University of Texas at some point. I don't think this is that same guy. But there was a Matt Norlander or something like that. Double-check me on that. But Norlander uh, is reporting that that it looks like that Thursday game where West Virginia is uh, – is supposed to come to town for a for a uh, makeup game with the Bears. That that thing's going to get postponed or canceled, and it's not because of the of the COVID, not because of COVID nineteen or weather or anything. I, I don't get it. I don't get what's going on. I mean, I the Bears are back. The Bears are back in town, and they they're ready to roll. And I, you know, they're, and they're already going to call this Thursday game off. Now, Stephen, I get it. I mean, it's not, it's never easy to play. You know, sometimes you got to play on a Saturday and then be ready to go in a big Monday game. There might be, I mean, could this be the Big 12 making a concession in a sense that, hey, the Bears are coming off a long, long COVID. You got players and coaches that have been through a lot. Could they be making a concession like this might not be the best thing in the world to make these guys play two games in three days? Um, Stephen, do we have that? Do we have uh, that uh, that Jerome? Uh, what he said on that, or we going to do that later? Yes, I have it up. Okay, this is what Jerome Tang, the associate uh, associate uh, head coach, said about. This this movement for trying to get Baylor to play a ton of games in a short amount of time. I see some of these people saying, "Well, okay, they got nine games to make up. We we can make up nine games in fifteen days." And I think to myself, if they had children, right? Would they, after their child didn't do anything for twenty one days, would they make their kid go out? and play nine games in 15 days with travel and everything else, is, is that what they would do to their children? No. And so that's why some of the crazy things that I hear are, are ridiculous. I think we're going to make up the number of games that we need to make up to, to give ourselves an opportunity to, to, to win the Big 12. And, but more than the Big 12, the health of our players is the most important thing. And we're not going to put them in a situation that's going to – jeopardize their careers, their health, uh, to try and win a trophy. And that, that's, that, that's just not who we are. Well, that's really interesting. We're not going to jeopardize their health to try to win a trophy. 
And, uh, you know, the Big 12's meeting, because, Stephen, I, I would imagine one of the thoughts in this meeting is how what kind of threshold do you have to meet to win a conference championship? I mean, Baylor's got a big lead. Everybody knows it's the best team in the conference. But we looked at it, Stephen. I mean, what if Kansas played a couple of games next week, I mean, they're about to – you told me this, Stephen – when Kansas plays Baylor on Saturday, will that be their 16th game? What did you say? When are they playing their they've, 16th game? They've played game? 16 games. They so already far. have. Yeah, so they, they play Texas tonight and okay. Baylor on Saturday, and that will be their full 18 game. They would have gotten they their a, full 18 game schedule in. Wow, wow. How many games has Baylor played? So Kansas will have gotten in uh, 18 games. How many has Baylor gotten in? I believe they've got nine in. I'm pulling up the standings now, but I think they're nine and zero okay. in conference okay. play. Okay, nine and zero, nine and zero. Yeah, you know, you you just hear those Kansas people now. Hey, we played a full schedule. Yeah, the team that made it to the finish line should be the conference champs. What do the Bears have? Baylor is uh, nine and zero in conference play, um, and it looks like they have played the least amount of games in conference play so far. I mean, it's kind of all over the map, but Kansas is going to get the full 18 games in, which is uh, more than anybody else. Everyone else has had postponements, but Texas has played 12. West Virginia's played 12. Oklahoma's played 13. Baylor's sitting at nine right now. Yeah, how many games? One of the things that's being discussed today, and there's apparently a Big 12 call that's going on as we speak. The Big 12 athletic directors are on the call. Stephen, can we get Mac? Can Mac? Do you think we can? Just call him in the break or see. Yeah, step out of that meeting and jump on with us. Um, this is fascinating. All of this is absolutely uh, really, really fascinating. But I, I think the discussion would be, okay, how many games do the Bears need to play? How many makeup games? Let's not be unreasonable. Let's not make them play five games in seven days. Stephen, they have that, that period of time between March 1 and March 7, okay, to get ready. And that's, that is a, uh, that's an interesting, I mean, you can only jam so many games in there. That's, that's the, kind of the makeup week before the Big 12 tournament. And, you know, I, I I like what Jerome's saying. No trophy is worth, you know, expo- you know, I mean, so everybody knows with the eye test, this is the best team in the conference. It's just that you've got teams that have played a whole lot more games. Now, as of Saturday, if the Bears go and take care of Kansas, and Kansas finishes, let's say, Stephen, 12-6 and six in conference play, all right? Let's say the Bears finish, I don't know, 11-0, 12-0. I mean, I get it. They can say they played more games, but the Bears beat them twice. So I don't think Kansas can be walking around saying they won anything when the team they're trying to point to, I didn't play any games, didn't play any games. Now, part of this is, this year, the battle is, keeping your team healthy as possible and trying to stay out of COVID. So, I, you know, I can hear all the different arguments. Okay, I can take the green and gold cap off. I am a fourth-generation Baylor Bear. 
but I can look at these other arguments and, and understand why there is some frustration. How a team that's only played nine games can be declared the conference champs. But let's just say, when this thing pressed pause, the Bears had a, a big lead on the rest of the conference. I mean, nobody was going to make up a three-and-a-half game lead on this Baylor team, and I think we all know that. So there's a lot to be discussed, a lot to be thought. Now, the, again, the main thing is, what are they going to look like tonight? And let's take a peek at what's going to happen with Thursday's game. Okay, I'm going to dig a little bit on that during the break, see what I can bring you guys. And then uh, we will go from there. All right, next. Lots of movement in Bears land. Uh, lots of new commitments. And uh, there's some football hires being made. Bears have brought in a new secondary coach. Let's discuss all of that next. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. A beautiful day today. It's going to be even warmer than yesterday with mostly sunny skies. Highs top out at 77 degrees. Clear skies tonight, a pretty nice night too. We dropped to 52 and mostly sunny tomorrow. A little cooler, but still way above average with a high of 72. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.36 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Dan Schulman, ESPN, our guest. I was uh, saying earlier in the hour, Dan, uh, kind of telling your, your travel story about how when you go on a road trip, you go on a serious road trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so I'm Canadian, for those who don't right, know, right. down there. And I, I still, I've always lived in Canada. So during the pandemic, we had in Canada a 14-day quarantine whenever you come back to Canada. So they installed a kit in my house that a lot of people have. So I called about six or seven games from home while uh, over the holidays. And now I'm back down in the U.S. Uh, my trip started in Waco, actually. I flew from Toronto to Dallas, drove to Waco. And because I can't go back and forth, I believe I am now... Now, uh, away from home for the duration of the regular season, like through championship week. So I am very lucky. I have a supportive, independent wife. Listen to the voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Neighborworks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? Neighborworks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. 
Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive-thru, and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos and Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. In honor of our great American presidents, Cameron Autoplex is celebrating the complete Ram brand lineup. Every new Ram 1500, 2500, and 3500 has been discounted during the President's Day event at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. Celebrate with 9000 off a new 2021 Ram 1500 Lone Star 4x4 and keep the celebration going with 7500 off a new Ram 2500 Turbo Diesel. Nobody does Ram better than Cameron Autoplex, so make that short drive and see why it's always cheaper in Cameron. Rangers fans, don't just watch the game, own a piece of the game. From game-used baseballs to bases and autographed photos and jerseys, your next prized possession is just a few clicks away. Visit the online store to see what's on sale because you never know what will be there. New items are always being added and you don't want to miss your chance to get something truly unique. Your piece of the game is waiting for you at texasrangers.com authentics. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big O key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. This is ESPN Central Texas. Yes, it is one twenty-four. Stephen, are you still with us? <laughs> it is one twenty-four, twenty-four after one. We're I'm rolling here. I'm here. through the hour. I love that. It just it's vanished. It just vanished on us for a second there. Were you worried I was letting too much of it play? I was just kind of enjoying that. Uh, Stephen, I did want to say that uh, I, I one of our favorite recent songs, AJR's um, bang, bang, bang. It may just be called bang or something. I don't know. Bang. Uh, it's uh, number one in the country now. Number one in the country. All right. So I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to let you know that Steve. Did we do hey, that? We, you I, think we did that? I think so. I think we touted that song and I think we did, we did push that to the top. All right. Lots of Baylor stuff to get into, including a, uh, a departure and a got an SMU member of the coaching staff. Lots of interesting stuff happening, including a couple of commits. What does this mean? Baylor's suddenly recruiting all sorts of tight ends. Man, that's not been a position that the Bears have, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's just not always been a position they go crazy at. And I'm just, uh, I'm really, really interested in this. And so, Stephen, we'll call uh, 
We'll get our man. We'll get our man, our personal. He he knows about all these commitments. We'll get him on here in a second. But Stephen, first of all, you got Pepe, Pepe uh, waiting. Pepe, what's on your mind today? Good to have you on. I always love it when our people okay, check in with us. Right now, uh, they can do four games in fifteen days. That's enough for a conference to win the title. Kansas just doesn't want to give up the loophole that they've had on the Big 12. That's all really comes down to it. Bailey is truly the number one team in the country, and if anybody else has a problem with it, come face me, because I can give you an argument for every little P.S. you come up. Bailey is truly the number one team in the country. That's how I feel about it, and you can take that to the bank and put money on it. Oh, I like that. Pepe says take that to the bank. Number one team in the country, the Bears, and uh, believes that Kansas doesn't have any ground to stand on on this thing. Hey, if the Bears beat Kansas on Saturday, come on now. That's uh, that's I don't know if that Thursday game is going to happen now. Let's say Bears get two more games. They get to eleven and zero. Let's play two more games next week. All right, get to thirteen and zero. That's a conference championship. Hey, get out of here with that other stuff. That's two wins over Kansas. Kansas can go around beating its chest about being 12-6 and six if it wants to, but the Bears would be 13-0, and 0, all right, with a, with, a, uh, with a couple of wins over the Jayhawks. That's no asterisk. That's no asterisk in my mind. I don't really say that word real well. Asterisk. Asterisk. All right, uh, Stephen, let's get our man on. Let's go ahead and dial him up. He's ready for us. Uh, we are going to talk to the great Lonnie, Kevin Lonnie Lonquist. Uh, and uh, Kevin does a great job for rivals. We follow him at, at Sikkim Sports. He's a man always, his phone's always buzzing when he comes on. You can hear the buzzing. Buzz, buzz. People are always, uh, always news breaking. He's always got these updates. I don't know how he does all this. I don't even think, I think he's got another gig too, so it's, Hard to believe he keeps up with all this stuff. While we wait on Kevin, um, uh, while we wait to secure Kevin, I did want to mention, and we can get Kevin to, to comment on this too, my good friend, longtime pal, Brian Stewart, has left the Baylor staff, cornerbacks coach. Loved having him. Loved having him. But uh, he's decided to go over to Maryland. All right, and uh, and I guess he got a better gig there at Maryland. I don't know why anybody want to go to that program. They don't win in football, but whatever. Go, go good. We got Kevin ready. Uh, Kevin, good to have you. Thanks for uh, man on quick notice. Uh, woke up this morning thinking, God, it'd be good to talk to Lonquist in a typical Mosley fashion. I didn't call you till uh, very recently to check in with you on this, Kevin. With uh, this guy comes from your alma mater that's going to replace Brian Stewart. He's going to come in as the, the cornerbacks coach. This is a guy named Kevin Curtis uh, from SMU. He's got some good ties to the old uh, – golly, does that go all the way back? I guess the early days of the Big 12. He played for Texas Tech. Uh, Kevin, what can you tell us – this is Kevin Longquist, of course, our, uh, our big-time expert uh, on all things recruiting in Baylor – Works for Rivals. You can follow him at at Sikkim Sports. Kevin, what do you know about Kevin Curtis, this guy coming over from SMU? 
Well, I think you know, for for starters, I think what Curtis did was um, you know he's been pretty successful wherever he's coached, and the fact that you know, he's got a lot of ties in the uh, community, and of course, the fact that he and uh, Dave Aranda go back to their days right around the turn of the century uh, when he played at, at safety at Tech, and of course, Dave was on the staff there. I think that make that obviously built that relationship there, and then I think what Kevin has done, especially in his last stop, his last two stops between. Louisiana Tech and SMU, uh, pretty impressive. You know, one of the stories I know that was highlighted in the release was Brandon Stevens. But to give you a little bit of perspective of Stevens, he was a transfer from UCLA, uh, was playing a little bit more running back, and they they converted him to a defensive back. And I think that was probably one of the most impressive things, how he was able to, if you will, personally flip the field, uh, Curtis did for Stevens, and turn him into an American athletic uh, all type of all conference type of player. And I think that's what's going to happen here. Now, obviously, uh, he has some sh- uh, he has some roles to f- he has some shoes to fill because you know what they got out of Brian Stewart was really impressive. I thought Baylor's secondary was probably one of the quiet uh, turn great turnarounds for the 2020 season. And Kevin's got his work cut out for him, but I think he can mold this staff. He's got some veterans coming back, you know, starting with Kalen Barnes and Raleigh Texada, so that makes a difference for him. And then, of course. I think he's a pretty good talent evaluator, too. He did some good, pretty good things at SMU, and I expect him to continue that trend at Baylor But now, because now he can sell it at a P5 level. Yeah, I like that. I like I like this guy. I knew uh, coming from a, your alma mater, SMU, you would have the goods on him, and so that will be interesting. One little side note, I don't want us to get too thrown off on this one, Kevin, because you and I could talk about this all day. I, I, I saw the story in the morning news the other day. And it was talking about, you probably saw the same story, and it was just talking about like how teams, some teams are playing the transfer market huge, others not as much, you know. Uh, and I, I, was just, I was just staggered by this one little tidbit in the story. Okay, I think Sam Blum had it uh, from uh, the Dallas Boarding News. It said Texas State, okay, Texas State, which is now playing D1 football, that Texas State um, did not – have any recruits in the early signing period and then didn't sign a kid in the late signing period so literally uh they did you know bring in like 11 transfers but they didn't sign a single kid i mean kevin that just that just almost brought me to my knees for at a time when i'm watching high school kids that should deserve scholarships in a normal pattern have to take either the preferred walk-on, or go play D two or D three football. I, I just that just that just almost brought me to my knees to see a program not sign a single kid. It, it is unprecedented what we saw there, Matt. Yeah, I read. I didn't read the morning news story, but I read another story about this. I think obviously the pandemic is the number one culprit in this. And the fact that everyone got a mulligan from last year. So basically your rosters were going to be flooded with kids, depending on how many were going to be, uh, were going to enter the portal on their own, or if they were, as a phrase I like to use, be encouraged to be successful somewhere else. Um, and the fact that, you know, the, the portal has become such a different landmark, if you will, for how teams are going to build their rosters. You know, like in Baylor's case, they have three that have joined this roster. They're still looking for maybe one or two offensive linemen, if it works for them, but they're going to be selective in how they do this. 
And I think the biggest problem with this is for schools like a Texas State, maybe on that level, maybe a little lower, maybe from the FCS level or whatnot, is it's a financial thing, too, because if you're going to put kids on athletic scholarship and then you're going to flood your roster with more than the 85 scholarship limit, you're kind of crunched. And if you have a lot of kids that tell you that you feel, number one, you feel like they can contribute to their team, your team next year, contribute very well. And then the fact you don't have much turnover there, what are you going to do with those kids that's, that you're recruiting because you're already up against it financially? So that's the, I think that's the, the biggest thing from my perspective in, in reading this and evaluating this. And well, like I said, in Baylor's case, they, I, they're being very surgical in how they're doing this and how they're doing this, especially with what they want to do with the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, that sounds almost like the way I used to write, uh, you know, Kevin, very surgical. <laughs> um, <laughs> come on, buddy. Okay, what about these uh, What about these three commits? Okay, I, I'm kind of excited about this new tight end direction we're going. The Bears uh, bring in Kelsey Johnson, the tight end out of Red Oak, all sorts of athletic, three-star prospect, and then uh, – Ladanka. Do I pronounce the M or not? Ladanka. Right. Yeah, I think the M's silent on that, yeah. Okay, the M's silent. Ladanka from the Woodlands, a 6'4", 235. Guy that can split out a little bit, but also stay in line, block a little bit. Big dude. Um, another tight end. I think, Kevin, this speaks to uh, Grimes, the new offensive coordinator. He At BYU, he really enjoyed throwing to the tight end. Kevin, I mean, people say Mosley, don't forget about whatever, Christoph somebody or this guy or this guy. We have yeah, not thrown to the tight end in guys, years. You know, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, is, this, is, this could be really different. Well, you know, the thing about the, the tight ends, and I'll be, I'll be honest, my favorite player on any football team is the tight end. My kingdom for a seam rod. I can't even remember the last time we saw one of those, um, but – you know, with, with Johnson and Ladenka, I think what those two guys would bring is, number one, they're really good pass catchers based on their film and talking to them. And the fact that if you watch their film, uh, both Red Oak and the Woodlands were not afraid to split them out as wide receivers and, and have them going one-on-one with either a safety or a corner on that. And the fact that they have that kind of athleticism and they can run, and of course, don't forget, obviously, as you mentioned with Jeff Grimes, who's going to be working with tight ends specifically as he's coordinating the offense, those are going to be big weapons to use. Now, we obviously will get into more of the the uh, the, the whys and the where where's of how all this will look once Baylor starts spring football uh, in the next in the coming weeks, whenever that's going to be announced. So, but I think it's going to be interesting because you know, for all of the issues that Larry Fedora faced as the offensive coordinator, the one thing I did credit him for was how he was starting to bring the tight end more of a factor into their offense because, well, for one, the wide receivers weren't producing, but at the same time, you know, you saw some things from Ben Sims last year that were intriguing. Now, I think the, the immediate thing for this, these two kids notwithstanding, because we're not going to see them until 2022. I will point out, too, by the way, Kelsey Johnson is going to be an early arrival, so he's coming January of next year. But I, I'm going to be curious to see what – He'd, what Jeff will do with the current group of tight ends and how they will actually mess with their offense. Because if it's what I think they're capable of doing, then you're going to have so much versatility on this passing game. It's going to make it really difficult for defenses to hone in on maybe one or two uh, primary sources yeah. of where the ball is going. I, you said you like that uh, 
80, Ben Sims. I like that other guy that was that Drake kind of did some things in that TCU. Say it again. Drake Dabney? Yeah, 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 yeah. 83, I think he is. Uh, oh, man. No, well, Drake was uh, Drake was a different number. I forgot no, what Drake was. No, Drake was 83 or 84. But, but, some, But, yeah, yeah, Dabney's the guy I like. Yeah, yeah. Dabney. Now, Dabney showed some things that I liked. Um, you know, in, in a couple of games, he he played. I thought he played really well. He caught that touchdown pass against Iowa State. Um, yeah. In, in November, and that was when Sims was down for uh, COVID protocols. And uh, there are some interesting things. I think that tight end battle this coming spring football is going to be really interesting to watch, based on what Dabney showed in his limited appearances, and of course with Sims. Has shown, and, and just getting back to real quickly with the, the recent commits with the Johnson and Ladenka, again, good hands, split them out. You, you can do a lot of different things to them, and I think the fact that you can get versatility, not only you know pinned up next to a tackle if they need them to block, or if you can use them as a wide receiver, that's going to make a big difference. Again, of how much you can really, really spread the field and get the matchups you want. Yeah, I uh, that, that all excites me. I can't wait at Sikkim Sports. I can't wait to watch when you get that tight end battle rolling. I want you to write a story in the coming days <laughs> just on all the tight ends and that competition and what that'll look like. Real quick, what do you, what about this? Uh, what about the youngster from Bowie? I mean, this guy's not even rated. I mean, they're they're kind of going below the uh, radar a little bit, which is fine with me. I don't get into. I know you have to do all that star stuff, but you're not even that connected to all that either. You you try to actually put your eyes on these players. Colton Price, uh, I like I like the name Colton. It's got an E in it, C O L E T O N. Colton Price from Bowie, love Bowie. Yeah, I, I, yeah but that's for anyone who's trying to figure out where that is. That's halfway between uh, Wichita Falls and Fort Worth on uh, on Highway 287. Um, but you know, I think in his case, you know, he kind of this is kind of like your Devin Chafin type of recruit who came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden he just pops up, and it's one of those immediately offer and commit at the same time type of scenario. And Price, a big kid, they got they like him at guard, about six four, two eighty, um, strong as an ox. And obviously, you know, when you play for a small school, that number one isn't very good, or at least had a tough dip, tough season like Bowie did last year, went four and six. I think what this comes down to is getting a couple people in your corner to get your name out there. Not only for you fighting, not only you fighting for yourself and getting a couple people out there. And I think that's where another, where the, the James Blanchard factor plays a role in this because James is really good at turning over rocks, finding kids like this, really scrutinizing what they look like on tape and beyond and then making the call on them. And then, of course, he has to sell them to the staff and explain why I think this kid needs to be offered because of X, Y, and Z. And then everyone goes from there. Now, I'm sure once he gets on campus, it's going to be a case of where they're going to have to put him in the strength and condition program. That's going to be pretty aggressive to get him up to speed so he can be available in a factor maybe in 2023. But, it's a, but, it, but when you have 6'4", to start, um, you can always work with that. All right, last thing, I, I want to just help you out with something because you, you focus mostly on football. I did some scouting for you, and you can use this on Rivals if you want. There's a okay. kid Baylor's looking at for 2022 junior guard out of Richardson High School, 6'3 guard named Kaysen Wallace. 
And uh, there's another player on that team that's really good, too, Ryland Griffin. But let me tell you something. Um, I, you know, I've seen a lot of basketball in my days. I played basketball in high school. I've never seen a kid, 6'3", guard, walk into a gym. He came into our, he came into our local gym, and he's decided to try to dunk on everybody in the gym. I mean, even the cheerleaders. It, it, nobody was spared. And uh, it, this was one of the – it was almost reminded me a little bit. I, it's state title a few years ago, Kevin. I saw Marcus Smart when he was at Flower Mound. Marcus, it, you know, he was a man – among boys, I mean, it's just like okay, okay, it's time to win the game. I, I've let y'all, I've let Lake Bucentennial hang around for a little bit. It's time to go ahead and win. Uh, so I'll, I'll, you guys step over here, and I'm going to take this thing over. He had Phil Forte on his team. Didn't matter. He just said, "Phil, mm-hmm. stand over there. I got to go win this game now." This is same kind of, same kind of kid. I mean, he just, uh, he doesn't see. He seems pretty humble. He doesn't see. Didn't you know? He was not like a showboat type kid. He just literally. He every possession he was looking to dunk on everybody on the Lake Highlands team. So as you're kind of put, you know, as you comment here and there occasionally on high school basketball recruiting, um, just keep that name in mind. Baylor wants well, we him. Yeah, and one thing yeah. too, Matt. He, you know, we have him at number nineteen in our national uh, one hundred and fifty list. So that uh, and a lot of our experts, not me, but a couple of our experts. Uh, have have their future cast directed having him going to Baylor, so that's something to keep in mind. Okay, all right. That I mean, that's because I told him that, uh, Kevin. Oh, okay. I got I'm you. Just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they, hey, buddy, appreciate you. Get back to work. Get back to work. But right. thanks for all the great information. Absolutely, Matt. Take care. There he goes, Kevin Lonquist, providing really good information on Baylor recruiting. Afraid I know what this is about. We will hit the. Uh, that's a breaking news sounder. Stephen has stepped into the ESPN Central Texas newsroom. Uh, what do you What do you have, Stephen? Yeah, some uh, some sad news. Uh, this comes from the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. They responded to a single vehicle rollover traffic collision this morning in uh, Rolling Hills Estate, and apparently the driver of the car was Tiger Woods. Mr. Woods was extracted from the car with the jaws of life. He is um, alive. He is in the hospital. He's recovering from his injuries. We don't know the extent of those injuries, but a apparently pretty nasty single-car accident and uh, pretty serious situation. Tiger Woods in the hospital after that accident this morning is recovering from injuries. Don't know the extent of those injuries yet, but hoping and praying that he'll be, uh, he'll be okay. Ooh. I gotta say, you you got you can't do that to me, Stephen. Sad. Don't say that. Don't lead with the sad news. Yeah, that, as soon as I say, yeah, that, yeah. that puts me. That puts it. Yeah, that puts us in a rough state of mind. But okay, that the good part of this is, man, I've been in one of those Ford Firestone rollover many years ago, Stephen. Twenty. What is this? Two thousand twenty-one. Twenty-one years ago, I, I right outside of coming back to Waco to see a baseball game. And it happened in Georgetown, Texas, and I rolled over, and they used the jaws of life to get me out of there. They took that, uh, they took one of those helicopters, care-flighted me to Brackenridge Hospital in Austin, Texas, and saved me. Uh, I, I've had a couple of life-saving type situations, uh, and one was way too recent. But Tiger Woods is, uh, yeah, I started to break in with Kevin, but I didn't want to – I was going to put him in a weird spot. Thank you for doing that, Stephen. 
for bringing us that news. Tiger Woods in a rollover accident. We're looking for more information on this. Tiger was in Los Angeles because he was at Riviera. That's his tournament, the uh, the Genesis uh, tournament there at Riviera. And uh, it raises a ton of money, charitable, uh, and Tiger is basically kind of the face of that that tournament. And uh, we, they had just talked to him, and the hope was from a back surgery that he was going to be able to come back and and, uh, and and maybe play in the Masters. Obviously, this will uh, probably set that back. But we'll just hope that uh, while scary, that Tiger, you know, is intact and he's going to be okay. We haven't heard yet, hey, whether he's in stable condition, what he is. I, it just sounds like he is at the hospital being worked on and um, – Man, I tell you, as someone who's been through one of those rollovers, that is a scary, scary deal. But uh, but people come out of them. And, uh, in fact, Errol Spence Jr., who just fought, came out of a nasty, nasty rollover wreck and was able to, to fight again. Stephen, what else do you have? Uh, his agent, Mark Steinberg, just released a statement and said that Tiger suffered multiple leg injuries during the accident, and he is currently in surgery. That comes from Golf Digest, but... That's a statement from Mark's agent, or excuse me, from Tiger's agent, Mark Steinberg. Uh, Tiger Woods was in a single car accident this morning in California where he suffered multiple leg injuries. He is currently in surgery, and we thank you for your privacy and support. Mm. Is that, uh, Stephen, tell, so everybody knows, and, and I, for I, so I know actually, where is that? Uh, is is uh, that Steinberg's own Twitter account, or where's that coming from? Um, no, it's a tweet from, or it's a story from Golf Digest, and it was written by Daniel Rappaport. Okay, and they have a statement from... Uh, from his agent, okay. yeah. Yeah, breaking, oh my goodness. Um, this is really, really something. Tiger Woods, uh, Golf Digest, has been hospitalized with injuries after a single car accident. My goodness. Okay. I tell you what, we'll, uh, we need to take a quick break, and then uh, we will have to sign off, but we'll try to gather more information on this. Tiger Woods hospitalized, uh, lower uh, leg injuries. He's in surgery for that as we speak. That happened in California where he had been uh, not playing in the tournament but being basically the spokesperson and hosting that tournament, uh, the genesis that uh, Max Homa won the other day, a California native, a Los Angeles native, won that tournament, Tiger Woods, uh, in a in a single car accident. Huge breaking news, and we will continue to react to that next. Your tax money is being used against you. This year, local governments will spend tens of millions of dollars to hire lobbyists whose only job is to push for higher taxes and less accountability. When these contract lobbyists flood the state capitol, they drown out the voices of everyday Texans. Why are we letting lobbyists use our tax dollars against us? It's time to stop. Let your state representatives know your tax dollars should not fund lobbyists. Learn more at texaspolicy.com. Paid for by the Texas Public Policy Foundation. These payments for 39 months, 10,000 mile limit, plus TTNL, see dealer for details. The New Year New Ride Savings Event continues at Richard Car. Double down on your stimulus or refund with big savings on Buick. Get 0% for 72 months on a 2021 Buick Encore. Or drive off in a new 2021 Buick Encore GX. Preferred lease for only $293 a month. Or save $3,000 on all new 2021 Buick Envisions in stock. Get here now or let us 
Cars bring a test drive to you and save during the New Year New Right Savings event going on now at Richard Car. At Richard Car, we give you more. All right, it is time to talk about Cooper Complete supplements that I take, uh, and uh, I'm telling you. I take the I've taken the multivitamin for a long time. This is very important. February is heart health month. Some of you have had friends and family members with heart disease. Some of you might have some heart issues. One of the things we don't get enough of, uh, we don't get enough fish and uh, that containing omega threes to help improve heart health. Studies show that omega three fatty acids can decrease. Your risk of heart disease and and, uh, and heart attack is very, very important. Cooper Complete Supplements, backed by Cooper Clinic physician and founder, Dr. Kenneth Cooper, who recommends vitamins and supplements to improve the quality and quantity of his patients' lives. It's improved my life. And I, I mean, I give some of the credit while I've been extremely healthy during this long period of time of COVID. It's all these vitamins that I take. I mean, at least that's what I think. I'm not a doctor, but... Uh, I do believe in science and a special offer from Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, 10% off your purchase of Advanced Omega-3, plus get free shipping with any purchase of $60 or more. Use the coupon code at, now listen to this, coopercomplete.com. All right, go to coopercomplete.com and then use that coupon code Baylor10, B A Y. L O R ten, uh, that that uh, and and by the way, put the numerals B A Y L O R one zero, and you will save quite a bit. Support your heart health with Cooper Complete Advanced Omega three. Today is your chance to make your home more affordable. Let InCommons Bank help you refinance your home and save you thousands of dollars. Now is the time to refinance with historically low rates available. InCommons Bank works with you to make the approval process fast, usually in as little as 24 hours. We make the process quick and easy, often closing in as little as 30 days. Competitive rates, excellent service with local decision making. Visit InCommonsBank.com mortgage or come see me, Regina. InCommons Bank member FDIC, equal housing lender. Locker Room Haircuts is your spot for men's and boys' haircuts in Temple. Feel like a champ at their sports-themed barbershop, where their stylist can give you the look you want for less. Enjoy a free beverage and watch the game while their stylists go to work. No appointment needed, but they do offer online check-in. Visit them at LockerRoomTemple.com or call them at 254-727-4014. Located at 6080 West Adams between AutoZone and Little Caesars. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. Baylor baseball dropped the series finale at the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley 7-4 yesterday in Edinburgh. The Bears fell behind early and had the tying run at the plate in the ninth, but could not complete the comeback. Baylor basketball will be back in action for the first time in three weeks tonight as they host Iowa State at the Ferrell Center. Tip is at 7 o'clock, pregame at 6.30, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. More games in the Big 12 tonight with number 10 West Virginia at TCU, number seven Oklahoma at Kansas State, and number 17 Kansas at number 14 Texas. Catch the Coach Pete Fredenberg show tonight starting at 6.30 on Fox Sports Central Texas as the Crusaders get ready to host Southwestern in the spring football schedule this Saturday at Crusader Stadium. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Right. It is uh, Mosley and Simcox in the 1 o'clock hour. And we've had a really uh, fun show today, but uh, rough news out there. If you're just joining us, Tiger Woods uh, at 7.12 a.m. is when it was uh, uh, it, the, LAP, the, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department is putting out this, uh, this statement that they responded to a single vehicle rollover traffic collision, okay, on the border of Rolling Hills Estates and Rancho Palos Verdes, Verdes, uh, Verde, the vehicle was traveling northbound on Hawthorne Boulevard at Black Horse, Black Horse Road when it crashed. The vehicle sustained major damage. It says the driver and sole occupant identified as Eldrick Tiger Woods. Mr. Woods was extricated uh, from the wreck with jaws of life by L.A. County firefighters and paramedics, then transported to a local hospital by ambulance for his injuries. All right, traffic investigation is being conducted by investigators from L.A. Sheriff's Department Lameda Station. All right, that's obviously just one of kind of their substations there in Los Angeles County. Um, Tiger had been in town because he was the the face in the in the, in hosting the Genesis, um, the that 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 tournament there at Riviera that they've had for years and years and years, and Tiger hosts that. Tiger is from uh, Southern California. Then he went to school at Stanford, so he has so many ties to California. He lives out in Florida, but that's why he would have been sticking around California. Uh, where was he headed this morning at 7.12 a.m.? I don't know. To the airport, maybe? I, I don't know. Uh, but the uh, we, we shall see. Uh, the, the agent has put out a statement that uh, uh, in a long time, Mike, Mark Steinberg, his agent, has been tied in with Nike, and, of course, for years and years and years. And Mark Steinberg uh, putting out a statement that he is in surgery right now for injuries to his lower body, injuries to his legs. So, listen, we'll just put all our prayers out and uh, and and hope that Tiger Woods will come away from this while injured and banged up in surgery, that he will at some point walk away uh, from this. And uh, so scary. And, uh, you know, this uh, I've talked about my own injuries and breaking my neck and back from a cycling accident recently so uh this really hits home personally uh but you know this is a uh, enormous enormous uh, uh news that's come down and tiger again especially given the fact that uh, they're in los angeles county um uh out toward i guess that was uh well not the palisades but anyway uh it makes us all think of losing uh, uh kobe uh, in the past year, we had that year anniversary here recently in that helicopter crash, and I think uh, it's hard not to think about that. Tiger, uh, at relatively kind of almost the same age, um, 
is where Kobe was having this one-car accident. He is in surgery, jaws of life to get him out, and uh, we will continue to keep everybody updated on what obviously is the most enormous sports story uh, in the country, really in the world at this point. Uh, thank you, Stephen, for, uh, for providing that breaking news. And uh, I know uh, J-Mo will step in here and will continue to provide updates. It is time for the John Morris Show. John Morris will be back at the helm tonight as those Bears, he'll be on the radio. You can hear him at ESPN Central Texas and the, uh, the Baylor Network, uh, IMG um, uh, Network. You can hear all of that. Uh, that'll be uh, that'll be great to see the Bears back in action tonight. All right, been a good one. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks to everyone who has been a part of this one. John Morris standing by for his John Morris show. That is next. <laughs> 